today's guest is the exciting Ronald Britton, who was born in, uh, born as a United States citizen and eventually got dual citizenship. Just like many of us, he had a burning desire to live abroad for years. And when he was 30, he finally made his dream a reality and moved to Europe. He moved to Spain, lived the summers in the Greek islands and the rest of the time in England. The shy Ronald was no more after he worked as a travel guide and got out of his comfort zone. Guys, I know this episode is going to be awesome because Ronald is enthusiastic as hell and he's going to be dropping some major tips on the show today. Ronald, thank you so much for being here today. Hey, nice to meet you. It's my first podcast and so I'm really excited that you know, you're know you sharing my message and I have a lot to share so uh, your guests are going to be very uh, uh, well pleased. I know they are. I know it. Um, so I don't I'm not sure where to start because I know you have just some exciting stuff. So um, I guess we'll start off with Ronald. You're an American um, born in the United States and and ended up getting dual citizenship. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. So like my first trip, I was very blessed. Uh, My dad's from England. My mom's from Mexico. Um, They met at night school. Um, you know, learning, she was learning English, she was learning Spanish. So that kind of, that's how they kind of paired up. And so basically we took, I took my first trip to England when I was five. So like, I I remember a long plane ride, but really didn't know what was happening until Mm -hmm. we got there. I got, I met my dad's family and I guess up until age 21, I had gone to England twice more and to Paris. So I guess I'm not sure if like, that started the travel bug, but just like my parent, my dad came from England, my mom came from Mexico. So I mm-hmm. guess it's in their DNA for their, for them to be explorers and travelers. And, and I got that thankfully. And so basically, you know, in my early twenties, I just, you know, I guess from that, like I had this obsession to, to travel and, and I, you know, in my twenties, I'd gone to different destinations, but it was almost kind of like a teaser. You're like, you're there for like yeah. five days, seven days, 14 days tops. And you're like, just when you're starting to enjoy, it's like, okay, it's time to pack up, let's go. And we went through all that trouble. You spent all that money just to go for 14 days, seven days, five days. It's it's almost like a cruel joke really, you know? But I mean, you still have a fun time and everything, but sure. it's just like, so from there on, I was like, okay, I know I love travel, but I wanna travel for like an extended period of time. like at least six months. So I just I just didn't know what to do. I just had this obsession. I had uh, subscriptions to like five travel magazines, travel newsletters, you know, how to buy, you know, a villa, you know, in Central America or Europe and things like that. And so like, just, you know, I just, just it was just, all I thought about was travel. And, you know, I was learning, in my twenties, I was like, reading all these personal development books for my business as an entrepreneur, like Think and Grow Rich and, you know, things like that are like the secret, right? Yeah. You know, the secret was not yet, but things like that, that kind of like stir your, your, you know, believability and going for your dreams. And so I was kind of like had that child, childlike, you know, dreamlike state, you know, like I know I can do it. I just got to figure out a way to do it. And so it wasn't until like uh, around 29, 28, 29, I went to England to visit family. And then like two or three days, I met this cool guy and like, and like we just hung out and we were like long lost best friends. And then like, 
He goes, man, we just like, it's catching up. He goes, there's this cool trip to, um, what was it, Mallorca. It was like a two-hour plane ride, you know, the Spanish islands. He goes, it's like $100. It's like one of those last-minute deals, five oh, days, plane, you know, all the airport transfers for $100. He goes, we got to do it. Because if you want to do it, though, you got to postpone your trip for like, you know, your trip back to the United States for two to four weeks. And I was like, you know, like I'm shy and kind of like I'm kind of by the book. You know, I don't rock the boat. And I was just kind of like, uh, I don't know, like maybe. And he's like, and he's, I like that. He just like said, dude, we're going to do this. Just do it. Call right now. Like call right now. And I was like, okay, all right, I'll do it. It's just going to cost you 50 bucks to change. It's like, all right, I'll do it. And I didn't have hotels. I was staying with families. That wasn't a big issue either. So, so we go to Mallorca and we have the time of our life. You know, like he was getting to know me. I was getting to know him. And what, what happened was really crazy is like in Europe, they have like what's called travel reps. I guess what we call travel guides. And so it was a five day excursion. And when we got there, there's this like this guy and a girl. And they like the first as soon as we get there, they tell us about like, OK, here's the popular beaches and restaurants and things you can do around the island. It was crazy. The whole five days I was there. I saw this travel rep like four out of the five days. And I went to different parts of the island and I was like, am I following him or was he following me? Like, it was just like, I think like, like a divine calling. Mm -hmm. And like at the end of the trip, I was like, I asked the guy as we're boarding the bus, I was like, I saw you all week and you like, you were working, but like you're working, this is work. Like you're like just at the beaches and the nightclubs and the bars and restaurants. Cause yeah, I love my job. And basically, in two minutes, he told me how to apply for his type of job. And, like, I didn't have a notepad, but I memorized everything he said. And then I took that information back home. And about one year later, I, I made a decision. I'm going to move to Europe for two years based on what I did on that, you know, my friend forcing me to take the extend trip. I, I cracked the code. I go, if I yep. can get this travel rep guy job, then my vacation, my dream will be self-funded. So then I won't have to like, you know, have like $50,000 to travel. Like I'll have this cool job that self-perpetuates this dream of staying, you know, long-term in an exotic location. So it's like, I was like, wow, that's, and so, so now just, I get to the next point is like, you know, I talked, you know, looking back, that was like, almost 20 years ago around 2001 so looking back a lot of my friends when i was you know starting to make the move to um to europe and the greek islands and, and spain and whatnot i invited all my friends but mm -hmm. they said you know i'll get to it not now jobs kids don't have money this as i like yeah I go, you got a free place to stay you just got to pay for the ticket nobody showed up so like you know, like, I don't know if, like, that's one of the questions you want to ask, but, like, a lot of people just, like, they think they're going to travel the world or, and, you know, next year to the next year, like, 20 years from now, that was 20 years ago, and, like, 95% of my friends, maybe 98, have not done it yet. It's one of those wow. things where, wow. like, like, I'm, like, I almost, like, cry for them. It's, like, how can, you know, it's, like, the older you get, the harder it gets. The, the way I see it, you know, like, cause if you're putting you barriers, older, you have more obligations. You yeah. Know? If you're putting barriers 
it, when you have zero obligations, no, no reason to not go, you know, think about what, what kind of barriers you're going to put in front of your way when, you know, you have, um, a house with debt and kids and, uh, you know, a well-paying job or, or right. whatever you, you get comfortable and then you get fearful because you're like, well, I'm going to lose what I've had, that sort of thing. And I think that's like, you know, I think that's an American thing is like, we think we have to, we like live in these like compartmentalized timelines, like, okay, from like 2025, this is what I should be doing. 25 to 30, this is what I'm gonna be doing. 30 to 35 mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. And like, no one like gives room for their dreams. Like we're here to live our dreams, not to live and pay bills. Yeah. So like, so like what was weird was like when I, when I made that decision to go to Europe, I said, I'm gonna spend a year. I figure it's gonna take me a year to save the money you know, uh, pay off my bills, sell off my car, uh, say goodbye to my friends and family, and and you know those and learn when the the timing to quit my job. And when I bought that ticket to Europe, a really funny thing happened. After I bought the ticket, one month before I was going, I was mm -hmm. like, huh, that only took five to ten minutes to buy that ticket, but the yeah. psychological, emotional aspect of emotionally leaving from the United States, leaving your life for a new life, that's where 90% of what stops people is the emotional leaving. Like to buy a ticket, 10 minutes, but the emotional yes. part, like detaching yourself from you know the patterns and grooves you built in your life thus far, that's what, and, and people think like they can just delay it and and like it'll like it'll just somehow magically appear this opportunity no it's something you have to carve out of your life i mean mm -hmm. it's a, a severe break in your pattern you know like you're leaving everything to go to a new nothing basically and so i think that's you know for people they're not unless they really want something they're just like uh i'll leave it to the the wayside we'll see what we'll see what we see later which never happens and we know how that works right right if you're not if you're not making your life and your goals a priority they'll never be a priority no matter if it's travel no matter if it's that business that you've always wanted to start no matter if it's your health if you're not doing something about it today then it's never gonna happen I mean unless you get some sort of epiphany and <laughs> and you know uh, then start doing something but you you literally have to do something it's not gonna just like come to you right i've met people that like they even like sold their house or came into a lump sum of money and still they didn't do it because it's like oh it's like you know i got something else going on. like i got this going on or that going on and like travel is kind of like like low on the totem pole of opportunity or or on their dreams and like it's weird everyone wants to travel but no one wants to do the things to make the action to go in the direction of where you want to go and live, you know, a potential dream island on another part of the world. Like, it's like, they just think it's gonna happen. Like someone's gonna like, oh, here, just buy this and you're gonna go. No, you have to disrupt your whole life. Yep. That's the only way, you know, you can do it. Yeah, so, so for you, you really didn't um, feel comfortable until you had a job. So you had a job. You you went knowing you had a job, um, and that's that's when you felt comfortable to leave. 
and also my brother, um, you know, he was like a very major, played a very uh, big role. He, um, seven years earlier, he moved to Hong Kong for two years and he learned the language of Chinese, Mandarin oh. Chinese, which is very, very hard. He picked it up for like in nine months. And so he traveled all over Asia for, for two years. So it's like that happened about seven years earlier. And then he got the, you know, he found out about the dual citizenship because when he went to Hong Kong, that was on a student visa. So he was able to go there for two years on a student visa. But then a couple of years after that is when he met the guy in Thailand. He's like, hey, this is how you get dual citizenship. And I know, like, I probably wasn't going to travel at that time. But I was like, no, I need to prepare myself, put myself in opportunities way, because I know having that dual citizenship, you know, passport is worth more than gold. I mean, think about it, especially as a European passport. Like right now, there's kind of like Brexit and European kind of like, you know, they don't know what's going to happen with the European Union. But back then, it was like solid. So like 30 countries mm -hmm. I could live and work in because of that British passport. Wow. I could like have free health care, buy property, get a pension. Yeah. You know, like it by, you know, it's, it's, it just, it's unending. It makes sense. Yeah. It does. It does. And so, um, yeah, my brother played a humongous role and like, like he did it. And then he was kind of like, like my friend in England is like, he's like, bro, it's your turn. You're next. Like do it, you know? And then like, there came a point in time when like around 29, 30, you know, I was working for the family furniture business for about almost 15 years at that point. And the, what they wanted me to do was to like continue the furniture empire, like start two or three stores. And, and I kind of like basically got to the end of my rope with like taking that as far as I could. And so mm -hmm. that's why I decided it's like, okay, I did furniture for 15 years. I can't say, you know, they can't say I didn't try, but it wasn't my cup of tea, you know, like it was good money, but it wasn't satisfying. It wasn't my passion. And I was like, I was still trying to figure out what do I do? Real estate was kind of my radar, but I was like, you know what? This is a good time to go away for two years, you know, yeah. 30, you know, single, not married, no kids, you know, like if it's going to happen, it's going to happen now. And so, and, you know, I had relatives in England, so I like a little bit of a safety net. And then I had like that job opportunity, you know, information I got from that trip. So I was like, you know, Kind of like I had some kind of anchor going, but you know, once you get there, you know, like if you go to like a popular tourist spot and pretty much anywhere around the world, you can find a job within one or two days. And people think, oh, don't you have to know the language? Well, like in Europe, everyone studies English. So like everyone in Europe knows two or three languages. Like mm -hmm. to know two is like nothing. A lot of them know three to five languages. So like, so yeah, so like I catered to British tourists going to the Greek islands. So like they speak English, I speak English, they don't have to learn Greek. And so like, it, it was cool. So like, that's one of the biggest misses, like you don't have to know the language. I mean, especially if you're American speaking English, there's probably about 50 countries around the world where you don't have to worry about the language barrier. Right, right. Um, so knowing what you know now, um, would you have waited so long to, uh, no. you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wish, you know, it's one of those things, you know, like when I was in college around 2021, it was this like, 
um, you know, study in Spain for the summer or, or one of those things. And like my parents were kind of like, it was kind of odd. My parents were like pushing me like, go to Spain, you know, like this is an opportunity. We have some extra money. Really? It doesn't cost that much. And, and like dorky old me, it's like, oh, if I go to Spain, I'll be like six months off track from graduating, oh. you know, like, you know, like total nerd. I know. Right. So like, no, not I nerd, miss- but like, it's so common, right? Like we, we all think that there's this timeline that we have to be on. Like you have to go to school this year and then you have to, you know, get married and then, then you have to have your career this long and then you, ha- then you can have your kids and then like you fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you lived a horrible, horrible life. <laughs> the thing we have to die to is our expectations of how to live this life. We need to like, you know, just really question ourselves every so often and say like, is this really what I was meant to be created for to, you know, to live this kind of life to, you know, like you said, like this kind of category of timeline of things to do. No. So like, luckily, you know that. So I missed the opportunity at 2021 to go to Spain for like a summer or two semesters. And so like, I, I remember when I was going on trips in my 20s, I was Oh man, I was so analytical. I I planned like every ten minutes of my trip. Oh I was my like, gosh. why did I do that? Like, I was like, and I thought that was fun. Like, oh, like okay, there's this, the nerd. <laughs> there's the nerd, right? <laughs> I was like, wow. And then so like, I watched my brother, and he's like the extreme opposite. He's like, he doesn't even read anything. He doesn't read travel advisories. Nothing. He just goes right. So I kind of learned to love to be like, you know, learn to be excited by the unknown. Like mm-hmm. I might read, like nowadays I might read like 30 minutes, you know, travel advisory and basic facts, you know, currents, things that are kind of the obvious, but I want to be like, I don't want to get someone else's rendition of a secondhand experience. I want to have my own experience. Like when I went to Bali, you know, it's like, I could have read like, you know, 10 books about Bali. I read, you know, a story. I saw the movie Eat, Pray, Love, and kind of a lot of people like got, you know, inspired by that. And I went with like 20 people, you know, on a retreat. And I barely read anything about Bali because I want to be, you know, spiritual and as organic and raw, and just, you know, what what is Bali for me? Not what someone else's idea of Bali. No matter how great it may be, I want yeah. it to be for myself. And that's kind of like what travel is. It's like a rebirth. Is that you go with a blank canvas and like, you know, you learn about yourself and you get to choose, you know, choose, you know, like we don't get to choose where we're born, you know, in life. And maybe that wasn't the most ideal. So now now you get to like kind of rebirth yourself and choose where you want to go and experience a new version of yourself. I mean, just by me, you know, I've traveled to about 15 countries, lived in three countries. You know, I've learned my dad, you know, taught us about mutual understanding. And I thought like, oh, that sounds like a cornball statement. But like, as I got older and as I started to travel the world, it's like, yes, mutual understanding is so huge, especially with, with things going on right now in the United States. It's like learning how other people's cultures and races and languages and, you know, what they love about art and, you know, history and, and all kinds of things. You get to appreciate, you know, different perspectives different things that people, you know, like and love in life and things that you never thought about. It's like they turn you on to something, you know, amazing, you know, like new foods and, you know, 
just yeah. just new things and like especially in Europe you know over here in the United States for me to make a best friend takes me like two two years yeah. in Europe to make a best friend it's like one week it's really? like I don't know what it is like they're on a certain kind of wavelength like my personality seems to be like I feel out of place in the United States and I was like question myself I go am I an odd or or weird or whatever but like when I went to Europe it's like it fit perfectly and it's like I was like making friends left and right and it's like you don't know what that does for you it's like you, you get to you know up to 30 years old you're thinking you're this weird kind of guy right and then you go to Europe and it's like you're super cool guy over there. My and people. My people. <laughs> my tribe, right? My tribe and my vibe. And so true. I mean, like, Greece is like a spiritual home for me. You know, it's just like, you know, I've been to probably prettier places, but Greece is like where I'm so connected. I feel like I, I lived there, I don't know, a thousand years ago. And it's just, it's beyond words. You know, I feel like when I was living on the island, I felt like the island was, you know, speaking to me. It's like kind of weird. You know, I'd spend six hours on the beach just staring into the ocean, like in a hypnotic way. And the Greeks are like, who the hell is that guy doing? What's he, is he, is he okay? He's like looking at the ocean for six hours. Like, like, do, do we call somebody? Like, no, but that, that's just how entranced and how like just beautiful it felt to be there. Do nothing but feel everything. It, it's, it's those things that you can only experience by, you know, exploring new frontiers. Yes. And I think um, part of it as well is, you know, following, following your heart. And, and I, and I think that, that, uh, you know, I, I really believe in, um, you know, us being made for, for a certain reason. And, and whether, whether it's, you know, something super huge that affects everybody, or, you know, maybe, maybe we really feel connected as like a baker, you know, like mm -hmm. that's really our path. You know, when, when you're really vibing with who you are and what you're meant to do, like, like you feel like a different person. Right. So I, and I, I totally get what you're saying about Greece. Like for me, um, like I, I feel that way about languages or, you know, I mean, I feel that way when I travel as well, but like, you know, there's just certain things that's going to touch each person differently. And you find that out even more so when you're traveling, you're like, wow, I didn't even know that that was possible. Or I didn't even know about that, that certain idea. Like there's just so much that it opens you up to. Um, and for you to like open up your heart, open up your path and then find, find some newness in you. Right. Like you said, the new, the rebirthing of yourself. It's, and, you know, like Greece, I guess a perfect example, like if I would have gone on a two week trip vacation to the Greek islands, I might have been very disappointed because when I first got to Greece, they are so laid back and I'm already a laid back person. And like, I'm, but I'm from L.A., you know, and things are like fast paced, everything, you know, mm -hmm. is automated at your every whim, everything is accessible and like five minutes right or seconds right mm -hmm. so when i went to greece no one wears watches and when they say like oh i'll do it tomorrow or later that means two weeks from now and wow. like that drove nuts like a guy from l.a is like you know like where's my whatever this or that and it's like one or two weeks later i would get it and like and just like the just kind of like how people's beingness like at first i didn't get it like 
they're just like I felt like they were so slow and like I was like, come on, come on, we got things to do, you know, places to see. Uh-huh. Like after after like a few weeks, then like I I felt like my whole energy field, like I felt like I literally lost a thousand pounds of stress and that rat race feeling. Uh-huh. And now like now I get it, like I'm in this zen type of feeling. It's like I'm chilled out, but at the same time, I'm still purposeful. And it's like, I get it now. Like, that's now like I live at the pace of my dreams, not at the pace of work, 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 you know? And, you know, you don't know that unless you're somewhere longer term, you know? Like, when you go visit a country, you're kind of like from the outside looking in when you live somewhere like at least a month or two or three months you're in the inside living out it's a whole different culture like you go the same person with the same dates one stays longer one stays short two different experiences totally and a lot of people don't even realize even that you know Well, it's the whole like nurture versus nature, right? We're really affected by our environment. So yeah, I mean, you're yourself on a vacation, but when you when you stay somewhere, you're you're gonna pick up the things around you. Like it's just it's just you're going to. So um, no, I really I really agree. Value living in a place versus vacationing, which I mean, vacation's fine, you know. And yeah. like you said, there there was a purpose, right? Maybe just to spark that interest, sure. of, uh, you know, of of further furthering your stay. Um, so so as far as logistics, um, how was it like being a travel guide? Did you how much did you make? Were you able to save money? Um, those sorts of things. You know. I- it didn't. It doesn't seem like a lot, but let me paint the picture. So, um, as a travel rep, I was living on this Greek island, and I was in charge of like six little hotels that had like five to twenty guests in each one, and it's all like a little village, like village life, probably like about five hundred people in this little seaside village, uh, about thirty minutes from the, I guess, the airport, and so basically. Um, everything was paid for. So like my little one bedroom apartment was paid for. I had a little beat up car that took me from A to B. That was, you know, they didn't have to pay rental for that. Um, the gas, you know, save my receipts, they paid for the gas. Um, and what was really cool is there, there was like several bars and like seven restaurants in this village. So like um, during my meetings, I would recommend each of these seven restaurants. So each day, Monday I go to this restaurant, Tuesday I go to this restaurant, Wednesday, and some some of them would say, "Oh, my restaurant three times a week." No, I can't do that because I have to show equal opportunity. Like I don't favor anyone, right? And it just worked out perfect. One at each day of the week, and then the bars. It was like three or four bars, so like I go two nights here and two nights there, two nights, and I didn't have to pay for food. I did't have to pay for drinks, and you know, like. In my old nerdy little way, you know, like I was a shy guy, but I knew like some hacks. I was like social hacks. I was like, I wore my uniform after work. And people thought, why are you wearing your uniform after work? I was like, so the girls would know I'm a tour guide. And they go, oh, I see. So like my social, like I had, I went on like, I had like two girlfriends, 
between 20 and 30. And between like those two years, it was like off the charts, my social life. I mean, never, it's never been replicated since then. You know, it's just like everyone wants to meet the tour guide because he knows everything. Like, oh, take what's the best beach or, you know, like what's the best cocktail or, you know, like take me there and take, you know, so like I, there was not enough of me to go around basically. It was awesome. Like, <laughs> so popular. I was like, I was popular. So like people like made fun of me wearing my uniform. But I was like, hey, you know, I'm like dates every night of the week. So it was really cool. I, I, no one told me that. I just figured that out because I was a shy so guy. You, you single guys out there that may be shy or looking for a girl when you go abroad, be a travel guide. Wear that outfit out. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's one of the best tips you're going to give these fellas. <laughs> and like, so like I made about 15, this is like 2001. I made about $1,500 a month. But, mm-hmm. but guess what? That's all in my pocket because everything, wow. my rent, car, gas, food, entertainment, you know, drinks, all paid for. Excursions, you know, go on this fancy excursion because, you know, it's put on by the company. That's free. So like $1,500 may not sound like a lot, but that's $1,500 I keep every month. So like mm-hmm. I, I built up a savings like at the end of the summer, I'd have like $5,000, you know. And, you know, that's a lot back then, especially, and, you know, you didn't, you didn't have to pay for, it was a self-funded, not only was it self-funded, I made a profit on my dream, living my yeah. dream. That's unheard of. Like people like live their lives of quiet desperation, paying bills, 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 credit cards and this and that. And they're not living their life. And yet they got bills here. Mm-hmm. I was living the dream and I was making a profit. I mean, that's. When I think about that now, it's like, oh my gosh, that, that, that was, that's awesome, you know? Right. So does that still exist, that job, that place? Totally, totally. Yeah, I mean, it's in Europe, uh, in, over here in America, they don't usually have, they don't have that. But in Europe, it's kind of like a standard. Every, even if it's like a three-day trip, there's a it's what's called a travel rep. We would call it a travel guy, but they call it a travel rep over there. And so basically when they land, you take them from the airport to their little hotel. And then from there, you give like a little, either be that evening or the next morning, you give like a little 30 minute like spiel of like, here's the restaurants, here's the beaches. We, we were offering this car rental and you made extra bonuses, you know, selling car rental and little mm-hmm. excursions and things like that. beach barbecue, little cruises and things like that. And so, yeah. If you're like you can't be picky, like if you want to go like live in Europe, you can't say like, oh, I want to be a stockbroker. Like, no, like or a lawyer, like, no, like you gotta be real. Like, find tourism jobs, you know, car rentals, event promoters, nightclub workers, waiters, waitresses, like they they're always high turnover. You can get a job like in a day or two, you know, as long as it's a destination where there's like a lot of tourists whether it's winter season or summer season, you know, if there's people who are going there, there's jobs. And like, that's like another excuse people say, you know, oh, I don't know language. And then the other one's like, oh, I don't know. I can't get a job. You know, they think it's like real, it's like rocket science. And no, it's not like one or show two up. days. Right. Show up. Show up. Show up <laughs> right. for your dream. <laughs> show up for your dream. Um, so, you had your your citizenship by then. So for the people that 
um, don't have citizenship um, and, you know, want to stay there for a long time could uh, and maybe they do or don't have a bachelor's degree. Is there something for them? Can they can they go on a tourist visa and, you know, work there for a year or do they need to get a worker's visa? Like what is what is your knowledge on that? So it's every, you know, every continent country is different, right? And it depends where your originating country is from. Some, you know, some countries want certain countries to come in and other countries don't want certain countries to come in. So they got like, you know, they got all, all their bases covered. But let's say if I want to go to Europe, whenever I talk to someone about travel, if I'm talking more than five minutes to someone about travel, I ask him this question. I go, it's kind of odd. I go, where are your parents? um you know where's your ancestry from you know like your dad or great granddad uh, or your mom sometimes comes into the picture like where are they from they said oh like my dad's from my great grandfather's from ireland i go really i go did you know and for those who are listening this is like ten thousand dollars of advice at least that i'm giving you right now so i say okay like in europe on your father's side, you can go up to your great granddad. So three generations of your dad's going back to claim citizenship for that country. So like I, I tell him, it's like, okay, you're gonna call the Irish embassy in wherever, you know, in the United States, call the Irish embassy in the United States and say, I, I wanna claim a dual citizenship. And you know, you fill out the application and the hard part is gathering the paperwork because you got to like gather like your dad's birth certificate, marriage certificate. If he got divorced, you need a divorce certificate. And then you need your birth certificate. And then some countries may ask like, okay, do you know one or two people that live there can, that can vouch for you? Like, oh, like, you know, you're a good guy. And you're not like a thief or killer or nothing, right? So oh, yeah. like, that, that's like the basic thing. Like the most important thing is call the consulate of the ancestry that your dad is like if like this guy recently six months ago i'm helping him get his german passport and i don't charge anything because i want people you know it was shared to me and my brother so i've been paying it forward we've shared this with like at least two or three hundred people over a 20-year period i don't know who took the opportunity but we like i'm telling you now i gave him these exact steps the most important step call the consulate the british embassy or the embassy of the country that your dad is originated from. So like Germany. So I've been helping him. It's like, you know, he came some across some obstacles and he wanted to give up. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, they can't find her. They lost the document. And I have to do and I go, and I was like his coach. I was like, you know what? I know, but you know, press on forward, you know, just stick in there. You know, you'll need one more document. And then like then you can just do your full, you know, submission of your application. And like it took him about nine to twelve months because of these oddball barriers, yeah. but he did it. And guess what? He has a German passport. You know, right now it can be used in like thirty different countries. You can get right. a job there, work, buy a property, get a pension later. I mean, it's worth more than gold. So now there's some exceptions. So mainly in the world, it's kind of like biased because they go off of the father's side. Right. That was my next question. That was my next question. I'm like, hmm, what about mother's side? Because like you never really know who your father is, but you know who your mother is. 
others, right? It's kind of patriarchal, and that's kind of like the old, you know, the old laws and systems. I'm sure that will change, you know, in the coming years, but that's the way it's set up. So, like, I'd say, like, 95% of the countries in the world, it goes based off of your dad's origin. And some go, like, to your dad, some go to your um, granddad, and some go three generations to your great-granddad. You know, you can claim citizenship for that country. Now, I'll give you an exception, like, in Europe, like France. I just learned this a few months ago. You, If your mom was from France, you can claim citizenship through your mom or her grandmother or great-grandmother for France. So there are those exceptions. So, you know, I just learned that and I'm sharing it now and, you know, someone's going to benefit, I'm sure. So, like, now imagine that, like, you were thinking of living abroad mm-hmm. and then I just told you this, like, golden nugget of information that you can, you know, take advantage of. And now what's, like, seemed like a far-fetched dream it's like, what? I can be a citizen of another country? A country mm-hmm. that I want to go to and explore and, you know, reap these potential benefits? Now it's like, my purpose of, of doing that is like, now I brought them like one quantum leap forward to them achieving Seriously. that next step. I mean, I'm not, I'm not responsible for them. They're responsible. But I'm guiding them, coaching them, leading them, you know, because they're sharing their excitement and passion. And I'm sharing my excitement, passion, and knowledge of, you know, what happened for me. And it's like, now I'm kind of like, like now you're like, how can you not not go, right? Because you can claim citizenship. Like, who would be, like, that's just, you're nuts if you don't take advantage of that, if that, if that opportunity is available, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, now, now that you have me thinking about it, I'm like gonna du- double, triple, make sure that <laughs> <laughs> double, triple, quadruple, make sure that it's not available to me. I don't think so, but um, I know my husband could get um, dual citizenship for the Philippines. I don't know about his father's side because his father was adopted, um, so I'm not sure how much they know about that. The um, is very is very uh, accepting of um, they. I would say they're one of those countries that are like yes, you know, because they're kind of like a poor country, and usually the poor countries have looser guidelines, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like Ukraine and Estonia and things like that. You know, you can claim e-residency for like fifty bucks in Estonia, set up a business there for fifty bucks. That's crazy, right? And but like Philippines is like. The poor nations, they're more accepting and they're like, they make it easier for you. So like your husband, mm-hmm. I think, has like probably like a 90% chance, even if it was like, you know, not his original dad. I'm sure there's something there, you know, for him. Yeah, it's just, I th- I mean, I think uh, like it's probably 99% that he could get it, but what I'm thinking is I would rather get citizenship in Europe, you know, just like you said, I want that, I want that like 30 country passport. Not that, not that one One country. country. Yeah. I mean, what's awesome too in Europe is like, you know, you're two hours away uh, from 30 countries. I mean, it's like, imagine the United States, the European union is the United States, but like, and California is like France and then Italy is like where Nevada is. I mean, that's totally different history, totally different language, totally different fashion, totally different everything. And like that boggles my mind. It's just like a three-hour drive, and it's completely different. 
and then you go to the next country, the same thing, right? And it's like, wow, this that that that's kind of a bizarre thing. But like in Europe, like you can take a bus, you can take you know a trip around the um, the Danube River, Valley River. You can go on a plane, you know, thirty minute flight, you know, or you know, it's so cheap. Once you get there, things happen at an exponential level, like. Like if you went to like a hostel in like Amsterdam, like when I went to Amsterdam, stay in the hostel and like there was like about at least 25 countries represented in with like one or two rooms, like there's like 10 or 12 beds. So like literally you have the world in two rooms that you can network and connect with and people like, it's like, they don't really talk about it. Like once you're there, it's almost like a secret society. It's like, oh, you're from Australia. Oh, that's cool. And if you vibe with them, it's like, oh, whenever you're in Australia, you know, call me up or Skype me or whatever. And like, you know, we'll hang out. Or if you're, you know, in New Zealand or Italy or, you know, whatever, Africa, whatever. It's like once you go, once you make that leap, then like it exponentializes once the opportunities exponentialize once you get there because you meet other people like yourselves and they respect that risk taking mm-hmm. you know they know what it took to leave their lives of patterns to get there so it's kind of like this mutual respect it's like okay yeah you're another adventure We'll come and venture, you know, whenever you're in my home country and whenever I'm in your home country, I'll, I'll hang out with you. So, like, literally, you know, like, I still talk to friends in, like, 10 or 12 countries 20 years on. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, so if I want to travel to 20 different countries, I can probably have, like, pay next to nothing or nothing to sleep at their house or condo or whatever, RB. Free stay, it, yep. It's... Free tour it's, guide, free stay. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's... Once once you start exploring, once you like break out, you can't stop really. It it it's just ongoing the opportunities that come up. You you literally could trip over opportunities of like, you know, going to another country from there, either the next time or there while you're there. He's like, Oh, let's go to Italy tomorrow or next week. Like like that couldn't happen here, right? Once you like moved yourself, then it's easier to move yourself from there. Oh, you're getting me so excited. (laughs) 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 So, um, what are your plans? So you, you spent two years there. That was 10 years ago. Why aren't you there right now? What, what are your plans? You know, so like what, like a few years ago, it was to buy a summer villa on that Greek island I used to work at, right? And I was like, okay, like they're not a lot, but they're kind of a lot. They're like, you know, 80,000 to 150,000 for like a little one or two bedroom villa. And, you know, like, okay, but it's still, you know, the financing, you know, it's different. You know, you, you need more down payment when it's a different country. And, you know, Greece is going through its turmoil. So to get a bank loan is way 10 times harder now than it was, you know, 10 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. So the newest hack, I'm sure like your guests can appreciate, and I've not heard anyone talk about this. Uh, my brother lived in the beaches of Barcelona for about 12 years in an RV right on the beach, like 
the water was like wow. literally 25 feet away from him, right? And so he's he did that for 10, 12 years. And then like he kind of like been there, done that. And then like he came back here to Vegas where, you know, I um, where I live. And, you know, he's been here a year now. He's kind of like, he doesn't know what his next step is. But like he's here with me and my mom and it's like hanging out because he's usually gone for three years, five years. So we never get to see him. So he's been here for a year now and an opportunity came up for him to buy an RV really cheap. So he bought an RV here in Las Vegas. I was like, wow, look at you. You got an RV in Spain, in Barcelona. And now you got one an RV here in Vegas. It's not a pretty RV, but it's an RV. You can sleep three people in it. He has a little kitchen, a little bathroom. He's taking it to weekend trips in three different states already. So, like, the newest tack is, like, instead of buying, like, a summer villa, you know, that's not very accessible for everybody. Now, you could buy an RV, let's say, in Costa Rica, maybe for, like, three or five grand. And then, yeah. like, you buy an RV in Italy, right? And then you buy one in, let's say, New Zealand, right? And when you're not using it, you can Airbnb it or have a friend or friend of a friend you rent it out and you can actually make so much easier to make a profit on an RV than a summer villa. You know, because summer villas, they cost money, right? But now you yeah. can charge just as much as a villa for like a little cool trendy RV. So like that's that's something that's we've come up in the mix in the last two or three months. So, you know, instead of buying, I was thinking of having a villa here and a villa there in different parts of the world. But now I can buy like three to five RVs for less than the price of one villa. So now I can be more remote. And isn't that what, you know, being a digital nomad is, is like, you don't want to be tied down. You want to, you want to be able to pivot and be nimble and, and, you know, not be, you know, so tied down. Right. But yet you can mm -hmm. still hack, you know, hack the system and create income, you know, to perpetuate your dream even longer. So that's like some, you know, another golden tidbit, you know, uh, you guys can take advantage of. So is that something that you're thinking about doing then? Are you, yes. are you, do you have any plans to move back abroad? You know, um, you know, I have family, four kids. I'm taking care of my mom. She's almost 80. You? I didn't realize you had four kids. Yeah, well, they're not my kids, but, you know, step, my stepchildren. But they're my kids, you know, I trim. And so, like, you know, like I said, things come up later on in life. So I'm glad I did that. Not to say I'm not going to do it again, but see how... As life goes on, it gets harder, right? And yeah. when I was in Greece, I think twice in those two summers, I saw like a traveling family. Like they traveled like every two months somewhere, mm -hmm. the whole family. You know, it was like a like a five-year-old and a three-year-old and young couple in their 30s. And I was like, good for you. I mean, this yeah. is 2001. And they were traveling the world like every two or three months, the whole family. So I guess they were homeschooled or whatever. They had they already had it all figured out. And I was like, right on, right on. That's that's they knew what they're doing, even then. I was like, wow. And so, and that's something kind of like what's in line for me. You know, I plan to buy an RV here in Vegas. And you know, we could either live in it or we can rent it out. And then and then I can buy another RV in Greece. And then in Greece. Uh, you know, have one in Asia, let's say the Philippines or or whatnot. And, and like, you know, if like 
you could get an RV trailer, you and your husband, and like, we have like an RV exchange program, like, that would be cool, right? <laughs> uh, I, we're on to something here. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, exchanging your house, you feel like you're not so, it's not so easy, you know, people don't feel so comfortable to like have some stranger in my home. A home is like your personal domain. If you had an RV, like, it's not as like delicate or as emotional attachment as a home. Like RV is kind of like, it's meant to be almost used for that, you know, to be exchanged with, you know, friends and family and things like that. So like, yeah, like, you don't, I think that's kind of where travel is going with Airbnb and, and things like that. Like, you know, no one's using hotels or expensive homes and mansions. Now they're kind of like hacking life. Um, even if you have the money, it's still like a more fun experience to, you know, be in an RV and like you can take it to another part of the island and like you have, you create your own environment environment and experience that's off the tourist trail, you know, because a lot of people don't want to do what everyone else is doing, right? They want to go and search their own little nooks and crannies of their paradise, right? And that a little adventure of finding something on their own. So like if you stay in a hotel, you really can't do that. But if you have like a little RV, then that's so more accessible. So like, RVs are cool. Like 10, 15 years ago, I thought like, oh, that's for granddads or grand, right. you know, that's for like 70 year olds, right? But like now it's like, wow, I see like, you no, know, they're hip and trendy. Like, you know, Airstreams, everyone's buying vintage Airstreams and you go on Instagram and you do like RV life and things like that. You see all these cool like trips. You can just follow people's trips in their Airstreams. And, you know, they didn't spend a lot of money. spend 10, 20 grand. And, you know, they start, they start that way. Maybe you don't go to an exotic country, but you start out by, you know, doing a cross tour of the United States in an Airstream. That could be like your first step. And then from there, you can graduate to like an exotic destination, you know, where you've, you know, truly the unknown, right? Sure. Yeah, you got my wheels turning. Well, before we end the show, um, did you have anything that you uh, else that you wanted to add to listeners that may have traveled a little bit, um, but they haven't taken the step to live abroad, or maybe they've never even traveled at all? Do you have any other um, last minute tips or advice or, um, I don't know, things on your mind that you wanted to tell them? Well, I have this popular story it's kind of like a you know life-changing story it was like uh when i moved to uh to europe and i my first week on the job first day on the job you know i like i went to training school for a travel guide and i was voted most likely to succeed that is little award who's going to be most likely to succeed the best travel rep for this summer right and i was like number one by far I guess because I was an American and I was 10 years older than everybody. Everybody was like 18 and 20 and I was 30 and Americans have better customer service than Europe. So like I was like giving tips for the teachers. The teachers were like, oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good, Ronald. Give us some more, right? So like they knew like I was going to like kill it, right? So when I went to Spain, I had the crappiest boss, like the boss from hell. Oh, so no. when I did my first... My first meeting with my first guests coming to Spain, this little tiny resort, 
he kind of expected like 20 sales, you know, selling excursions, nightclub tickets to the restaurants, Jeep tours, car rentals. Like he expected like 20 sales and I did like two, right? But it was my first time, right? And he says, you know, you know, can you please step into my office after, after your shift? And I was like, oh, this doesn't sound so good, right? And he's like mean looking, right? And like a bulldog kind of looking guy. And he said, you suck. Like oh. for the next 10, 20 minutes, seemed like two hours, he called me every name in the book, shamed wow. me. You should be ashamed of being a man. You don't know how to sell. We invested a lot of money. I heard that you were the best in the class. You're pathetic. You, you just suck at like for 10, 20 minutes. And like after a while, I was like, why, why do I listen to this? So I said, I said like, um, I have to go to the restroom. I didn't have to. I just want to get out of his face and all the name calling, you know, just demeaning wow. me to like nothing. So like I go to the restroom and like it's a little tiny cramped up little space. And like I'm just like venting to like kind of like life. I'm like, I'm like just like punching the air for like 10 minutes. It's like I saved a year of my life to to you know, leave my friends, sell my car, pay my bills, leave my family, leave my friends. And <laughs> it almost gets emotional. Um <laughs> it's like it's like why I'm like here I'm trying to make it and and just like after about 20 minutes I still remember this moment it's like this little veil from the sky from the room like just gently fell on me and I the only thing I can call it was like God's love abundance and grace energy wow and when that fell on me it's like I knew all the answers to the to the universe. I was confident. I was bold. I was like filled with love, and I marched back to his desk, and I just like took command. I said, uh, "Mister, like, uh, let's call corporate uh, about this situation," and he was like, "Well, I don't know if I want to do that," and I was like, oh, "Okay." I'm going to go back to my apartment and I'm going to call corporate without you there. And then you won't know what I said. And then he said, oh, yeah, yeah, good idea. Let's call together. Right. Uh -huh. so, right. So we call on speakerphone and we call the London office and I, I'm telling them the, the, the situation and I'm taking the high road. And I was like, you know what? It's not working out. And they asked me like 10 different ways. Is it this? Like they're trying to like. They're allowing me, they're giving me permission to throw them under the bus and it'll be okay. And, and I didn't go that way. I could have so easily gone that way. I said, you know, it's just a clash of personality. It's just not working out. It's just one of those things. And like, they just kept prompting me. I was like, okay, um, well, we'll, we'll see you soon. And for the meanwhile, you know, you're, you're on break for the next few days. And I was like, okay. Two days later, someone flies from London to Spain to handle this situation. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, wow. I was kind of impressed. Mm -hmm. I was kind of impressed and scared at the same time. I was like, wow, from London just to handle this little thing situation. And this lady spent time, like an hour 
hours with me and spend two hours with him over a couple of days, each day, two hours. And she was just like, gave me another opportunity. Okay, Ronald, what's really going on? And I still, I still held to my, you know, high vibration and love. I was like, you know, it's just, it's just not working out. Just a clash of personality. He does his own thing and I do my own thing. Maybe because he's younger and I'm older or whatever. I don't know. And then like, she was like, she was just like, you can tell me, Ronald. Like, she's like, like indirectly, she's letting, she's like, it's okay. Tell me what really happened. We probably, you know, got similar situations before about his personality and what he does. And so, I was like, no, it's just like, it's just, it's just like that, you know? And then she's like, okay, I'm going to go back to England and we're going to see what we're going to do. And I said, um, it's only the first week of the season. And I said, well, if you can't find me a replacement resort, I'm probably going to go back to America. And as I'm saying that, like, I don't really mean it, but I kind of like, that's kind of where I was at. Like, because mm-hmm. if I can't make money, then I don't have enough money to stay for two years, you know? I don't have $20,000, $30,000. Like, this has to work. So seven, eight days later, she said, you know, I can't make any promises. I said, yeah, do your best. I know you're going to do your best. And because I was the smartest guy, most successful guy, I know they tried their hardest. So seven, eight days later, I get a call, and it says, Ronald, we found a place for you. I was like, oh, cool. It's like, um, you're going to Kefalonia. I was like, Kefal, what? They said, you're going to the Greek islands. Uh, that's all I heard. Greek islands? Yes. Go in. <laughs> that was my number one choice on my application, go to Greece and Italy. Now, this island, five-year waiting list to even get the opportunity to work on this island. And I wow. got it in one week. Because I took the high road and like I gave it my all, like I, I took the biggest risk, you know, just like laid it all, surrendered to the universe, basically, right? And I got to go to the Greek islands. Now the next two weeks, you know, um, everyone knew the gossip of what happened. They knew it was like a novella, right? Everyone knew what happened, you know, the big showdown in Spain. And so like, they like spent a lot of extra time um, training me. And for the next two weeks, like I absorbed everything. I went above and beyond. And then so like the next months of sales, I, you know, signed car rentals and excursion, things like that. What my first month, I beat the sales of people who had been there for 15 years. Wow. My first month. Like you like, because I knew, like, God had given me this amazing opportunity. And so, like, I went, like, a thousand percent just to, like, and because of what happened, you know, that was, like, the back of my mind. Like, I want to show that guy what he really lost, right? Yeah. And, like, I was number one after one month. And then my manager called me into the office, you know, the one in Greece. And he goes, you want to have some fun? I was like, yeah. sure. It was like, let's, let's call that guy in Spain. But you can't say anything, right? We're going to put, put it on speakerphone, right? So he calls the guy in Spain, and he goes, oh, you know that guy, Ronald Britton, that you had in Spain? He goes, yeah. Uh, well, you know, after one month, he's number one in sales over here. Just wanted to let you know. Okay, bye. And it's like, he's like, he didn't even know what to say. And, like, that was, like, priceless. I'm, like, glad my manager, like, that was a, 
like a nice closure to like everything that had happened. And I'm just like, I want to tell like your guests your things like who are thinking of, you know, living abroad, like things are going to happen mm-hmm. and they're most likely going to happen because you guess what? You're in an unknown place and you're bringing your old patterns and it's kind of hard for you to leave your problems and stress and whatever, you know, you did back home. And sometimes you bring it to a foreign country and it doesn't translate well. It may look like you're you're like an asshole or stuck up or whatever, but you're not trying to be. But that's just how it is. Things don't translate well. And mm-hmm. so like things come up or just because the fact that you're in a different country, things come up that you're not used to. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to come up. But how you handle with it is, you know, it's kind of like master class. You know, like, it's like a class in transformation, you know, like, I took the high road. I could have so thrown that guy on the bus and it would have been justified and it would have been like, that's just normal. But I didn't because my intuition was screaming to me, don't do that, Ronald. You don't have to do that. It's almost like, just, just like, listen to what I'm, what I'm, you know, trying to like share with you. And I was just like living moment to moment. Like I didn't know what was going to happen, but I was living truly in the moment. And that's another thing of like traveling. It's like when you're living back home, you're kind of, kind of almost got getting this like, you know, automatic pattern. Like, you know, you're just like hypnotized every day, doing the same thing, paying your bills, working, da da da. But when you're traveling, you're like in this new experience and new awareness like you can't bring that stuff from home to the stuff because you you know you won't survive you have to be aware of your surrounding be aware of opportunities find a job you know find friends who you can trust like you're starting you're like a two-year-old when you go to another you country gotta go explore and try right? things live your life yep you know you're using all your senses your third eye, you know, your intuition, your, you know, your love vibration, your, get your, your chakras aligned. gone, right? Autopilot's gone. You're here, yes. you're now. Yeah, and that's a great thing, you know, like, you're kind of, like, almost forced to be here now, and that's, and that's awesome, because you, you're living life at its fullest, moment to moment, and if for anything else that's, like even if you might not like like the destination, it's okay because you've been trained up to explore and pioneer. So maybe a country may not be like you thought it was something, but maybe you know, like I'll give you an example of France. Like people go to France and they think they're gonna be, like get married or something, but then like they get turned off. They go, oh, I hate France now. Like hey, hey, at least you went yeah. and you tried, and now like okay, try another country. There's like another country two hours away. You know, yep. it's not like you have to go some big old start over again. Like, it's just right there. Just go to the next country. And it's a totally different, totally different vibe that may be more appealing to you. And that's the things like, like before I went, my brother went to Greece, I think two or three years earlier. And he said, you know, I like Greece, but I know you're going to love Greece. When you, whenever you go, I think that's, that's going to be your place because he just knew me. And what's funny is like, before my brother went to Barcelona, I had gone to Barcelona like five years before, and I told him the same thing. I was like, you know, Barcelona was cool, but I know you're going to love it. So it's funny, like, we knew each other's, <laughs> like, funny. spiritual home more than 
he thought we did, you know, like he knew what I loved and I knew what he loved. So it's funny that, you know, he was there for like 12 years and here like Greece, you know, I want to have a home and RV there. And I've been there four times already. And, you know, it's what, what I can tell you is like, you need to be obsessed about your dream. Like review your dream twice a day. Like the same thing and grow rich in many other books, review your dream twice a day, you know, watch the secret 50 times. I don't know. Like, that's just like you got to be so immersed, immersed because it's a big decision. It's a big detachment, a big change. It's something you've never done before. So like you got to go to the 10th and 11th degree and getting yourself ready and at least one step closer, like get your passport, you know, do steps that are going to inch you toward your dream, get your passport. You know, save up money, new friends. Like, we, I didn't have social media when I was growing up, you know? Like, so, like, I can make friends all over the world in five minutes through social media. I didn't have that. So, like, right. that's available for us right now, you know? So, yeah. like, take advantage. So, like, inch yourself, like, back yourself into a wall where, like, now you've done so much, now you have to go, you know? And it's not like a have to as an obligation, it's like a have to to get you to show up for your dream of travel, you know, travel permanently or long-term, you know, the borders from 20 years ago, they're a lot looser now, you know, things are more available. The, Besides, the you know, the shrunk. COVID. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Besides so, that, you know, once it's all over. And the thing, the thing about COVID, you know, as bad as that is and things like that, you can have different perspectives. One perspective I have is like, it's kind of like a great awakening. Like think about it, the whole world paused at the same time. It's like, yeah. we're all like, we're all living the same journey at the same time all over the world. So now like industries are probably not going to come back. So a lot of people are, have had these two or three months to reevaluate re their life spend more time yeah. with their family and loved ones and and you know their energy may not come back so it's making them think you know maybe i should do this online business right and then zoom zoom you know like went from like i don't know five million to 200 million users in two months like wow. now it's bigger than the seven biggest airlines that whole thing with covid moved the work at home generation 10 years sooner like the There's kind some of great things that are coming from it. Amazing things that happen. Yes. Like, so like, don't look at it as all negative and bad and, you know, believe all the, the fear porn hype that the mainstream media wants is there's some, so many great things, right? Like get this <laughs> time to think and get a passport or you're like, what yeah. can I do with my life? You know, like it's not all about paying bills and the rat race. Like what else can I do? And like yeah, travel. Seriously. Yeah, that um, honestly, um, and my husband and I have been talking about moving. Um, we we lived abroad for a while, uh, came back from Australia three years ago, thought that, hey, we're going to put some money into real estate and get out of here. Well, you know, it's three years later, and it, it's been taking us a lot longer to do what we thought we needed to do to right. to go out. And so, so when this happened, you know, we were like, oh, yeah, you know, as soon as we have X, Y, Z, um, we'll go. And it happened. And I was like, wow, some people's, some people's savings have been cut in half. Some people are losing their houses. You know, you could spend, you can spend 30 years, 50 years, you know, making your life seem as comfortable as possible. And then it all be gone in one day. So that's why, 
that's honestly why we're like, okay, no, we are leaving January 1st of 2021 and we like we're literally uh taking our steps to um renew my passport as soon as that's done we're buying our tickets and that's the date we're going like like honestly this covid has changed a lot for us too in a very good way you know it's it makes you sometimes these things force you to live a different way and it could be very beneficial way depending on uh, whether you you know can look that way or that way. It's the best pattern interrupt. It made everyone stop and think all at once. It's like they're on that autopilot and then it boom, broke that pattern. It's like, you know, shock disrupted every part of their life. And, you know, like you said, you can see it one way, you can see another. And yeah, I know it's, we know the obvious people are gonna lose their jobs and house and, and that's, we can, you know, mourn and be sad you know for a, a while on that but what 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 is what could come out that's bigger than that you know like life changing like you said you set a date a specific date that's the best thing that's what they say in the secret set a specific date you're like you're you've now you've like told the universe this is what i want the latin factor like now things are going to conspire to help you move in that direction because you made that concrete decision and i guess like that's more important than than saving the money and things like that because that's kind of kind of like converge and propel you to happen sooner when you set a date and you believe it the how you know comes it out yeah just kind of like how i was like for five years had you know, magazine subscriptions and like, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was just staying obsessed with my dream. And then that trip, I cracked the code. So it's like cracking the code happened in that one week. So we don't know what happens, right? So like, yeah, it's like, I'm glad, you know, you invite me to this, you know, to this travel podcast and I've had this information. I've, I've told hundreds of people, but now we can probably spread out to thousands, tens of thousands of people because like people need this information, encouragement, coaching, and, you know, they can reach out to me and I'll help them. You know, this is like thousands of dollars of coaching advice. And I'm glad to help because, you know, pay for I build some new friendships and things like that and so on and so forth. Things, you know, happen um, as they should. And, you know, that's where it's a better world if someone has traveled than someone who has not traveled. And in 2020, you know, we got planes and we got SpaceX ships going to different planets. Why can't we travel to another country? I mean, that should be, you know, easy. Like in Europe, 70% of the people travel. In the United States, 7%. Why oh, is-, is that a real, is that a real yes. statistic? Yes. Wow. United wow. States, 7% travel, Europe, 70 Because they know... In Europe, they're more their mindset is about experiencing life and not about like having the nicest car and nicest house. So like they spend their money on experiences. And there's and they're close. You know, it's right. like two hours to go to a different country. But mainly it's because they're not into the rat race. They're more about living life. And I guess that's why I buy more, because like people like want to experience life more than instead of like trying to look good in this rat race. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so let's inspire some more people, Ronald. Um, if somebody has some questions for you about, um, you know, U.S. Citizen, or I'm um, getting a dual citizenship or any other questions regarding the podcast, um, can they find you somewhere? I mean, they can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn, Ronald Britton, B-R-I-T-T-A-N. Uh, Instagram, I love working at home is my handle. I love working at home, pretty simple. I love so, working yeah. at home. <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing. And Ronald is an entrepreneur. Um, Ronald, what have you been doing? If, if they want to support you and your business and your lifestyle, um, what can they do to help you? Um, I have a couple of businesses, but one business that's probably, you know, more accessible on the global scale. Um, I have a business, an online business. It's like organic and non-toxic health and household products. You know, 500 products that people normally buy at Walgreens or Whole Foods or Target, places like that. They can buy them online from my store at a discount and it's not toxic and organic. And we ship to 16 different countries from you know, North America to some Latin countries to Europe and parts of Asia. So like, yeah, people can support me. And, uh, but more than that, I love to support people even if they don't buy anything. I'm just like, I'm just like that kind of guy. I really am that guy. Like I know the law of attraction. Like I want to help people. I want to give value. And if there's something of value, you know, added, they want to shop from my store. That's cool too, but they don't have to like, I'll, I'll show you how to travel the world, get a dual citizenship. Just don't be afraid. I'm that guy that will will help you. And and I'm sure you're that way too. And you know, like that's how this conversation started. You know, we're kind of, you know, helping people, you know, travel, live abroad for longer permanent time frames instead of just mm-hmm. a five or seven day experience. Yeah. So if they did want to find you though and did want to support you, where can they find your store? Um, they can reach me on Instagram. Um, I love working at home and to start the conversation, you know, and I'll send them my website link and they can go from there and shop, you know, to their heart's delight. And yeah, they can do that. But like, I'm here to to help share, um, the, the wonders and love of travel far and wide. And yeah, I'm, and I'm so excited and grateful and happy and that that you invited me because like it's something that was on my mind to some kind of podcast about you know about entrepreneurship and travel and things like that so it was just like so great and welcoming when you reached out to me and like we'd known each other while on facebook and and things like that so i'm I'm so glad that uh, that you invited me and i'm really happy to have uh, shared this message Thank you so much. Yes, I'll put all of your information in a link um, below. And um, I just, I really appreciate this. And so glad that I got to know you a bit better. And the story was amazing and so many awesome tips. So I, I really am grateful for you being on the show and, and spending your evening with me. Thank you so much, Ronald. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Bye, guys.